Blog Talk Radio. I am chipper and ready to roll. Everything is cool. All right, what's up? What's up? Okay. Yeah. They're kind of quiet tonight. What's going on? I mean, what's going on? Everybody's quiet. We're getting warmed up. We're getting warmed up. All right. All right. right. You caught me between sips. Caught the heater on and the. But I'm good. Okay, red wine. Now, what you sipping on? Oh, you switched up on us tonight. Oh, it's a secret. Oh, uh, okay. Like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Mm-hmm. It's the Friday okay. night special. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You ready to kick it off, Papa Didi? Uh, yeah, we can throw something around, though. All right, what's on your mind? Let's start off by talking about, I'm sure everybody's been out there, you know, back into society a little bit. Now that you see that the society is getting back to the groove, uh, what do you think about the people out there these days? What do you think about the differences in people? You know, because I was on a crowded train the other day, and, uh, you know, white folks are still being white folks. They ain't changed their spots. Yeah. The way they look at you when you walk down the aisle, like they, you know, got to keep an eye on your ass, you know. But uh, just in your regular, you know, notion of everything you do in the supermarket, wherever you may go, adventure, seeing the crowds out today, what do you see different about the crowds? What do you see about what people are doing different or patient, impatient, or what's going on? Well, I can tell you what I noticed. I'll go first. Hmm. I've noticed that. In the stores, specifically, stores or businesses, that if a sign is still up saying mask required, people will have on a mask. But if the sign doesn't say it, those folks are barefaced. And I'm just not ready for that yet. I guess I'm just cautious. I just feel like I don't care if the sign is not up. COVID is still out there. People are still catching COVID, still dying from COVID. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't care if your sign requires it. If I got to go around people who I don't know and don't have anything to do with, I'm protecting myself. So y'all can go naked-faced if you want to. I'm not the one. But that's one thing I've noticed. People Mm -hmm. are anxious to, to not have a mask on now. 
What have you noticed, Kettle? Um, as far as driving, people are just so impatient. Um, you know, zuma, 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 everywhere you go. I was on um, this main thoroughway last night, and it was like three cars were going, you know, shuffling in and out. I mean, fast. I mean, 60 and above. I'm like, are you serious? Really? So, I don't know if that's impatient or they just, I don't know, just happen to be out because of, you know, COVID or what. (laughs) It's just scary. And it just seems like there's more and more accidents in different places. It's just, I'm like, it's just too much. So, the, the, the roadways are just pretty scary right now, you know. You don't know what to expect. That's my take on it. And you're that. right. And you would think as high as gas has been, that folk would slow down some. <laughs> it seems like they don't care. Nope, they, they going fast. burn it. Burn it right. up, burn it fast. Right. So what you feeling, Papa? I mean, I, I think it's you, you know. Um, okay. I tell you, I, I see a lot of things. Uh, for one, I see that customer service in stores anymore today is horrible. You know, nobody knows what they're doing from Best Buys to anywhere you go where you have to rely on somebody for information. It's just, it's it's not there. And it seemed like employees don't know where nothing is, especially if you go in the big box store, you're going to BJ's or somewhere, and you ask for something, and, well, no, we don't, I I don't know, you know what I mean? And you you just, like, say, wow, you know, there's no effort put through anything. Even even my my mechanic, mechanic I've gone to faithfully, you know, even his crew is getting shabby, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm going there and they don't have the right type of customer service or talking they just you know and these cats are Vietnamese and the ones he hiring they're so anti-social it's like I said before when we was talking about Asians wanting all these equal rights but man, some Asians can be so evil it's not even funny so I don't know what the, who, who they who they're even saying is messing with them because shoot Asians act like they can whoop everybody's ass so I don't know you know <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm just saying. They just, they, you know, but um, like I said, customer service in places is getting rough anymore. Any place you go, nobody knows what they're doing, you know, and it's just it's just sad. And like you said, um, Kettle, with the driving aspect, I saw two guys in those little Dodge Chargers, you know. They had the same kind of Charger, same color, and they sped out like a, a half a block ahead of me coming out of the street, turning you know, in the same direction I was going and they didn't come, they weren't near me anything, but they were like burning rubber behind each other, following each other like just two rabbits. And I mean, it, on a regular street and they were going like 80 miles an hour. It was wow. unbelievable. I was like, wow. I didn't know what was, you know, and we all have experienced situations with people in life and death and everything. You know, we're, we're seeing death up close and personal in every aspect, whether it's tragically or sick or whatever the case may be with people, you know, untimely death is so un- very familiar with us. And I don't know why people are still taking it to the to the edge, taking it to the brink, testing it out, taking it for a damn ride when dying is so damn easy it's not even funny. So Yeah, you're right. Anyway. What are you gonna do? I don't know. 
But yeah, I guess that's our kickoff topic, top of the show. Yeah. Uh, you ready for a rundown, Kev? Let's get into it. All right. I'm ready tonight, boy. No holds barred tonight. Let's do it. All right, rundown. In focus, LGBTQ groups fight back in Florida. Also, marijuana. (laughs) Marijuana. Uh, Decriminalization bill passes house. And uh, default deception in the real story. Also, a cocktail of the week. It's a good one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? He got a surprise, I'm quite sure. We're going to lighten it up with our weird news. Dog ditched at shelter because owners thought he was gay. Really? Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Flamingo uh, that escaped Kansas Zoo in 2005, spotted in Texas. And also, a Chinese man lived in airport for 14 years. Wow. I'm just saying really? red wine. Mm-hmm. Are we ever going to move forward? Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got quite a bit. Uh, these Oscars is off the chain. Um, because the list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to John Party 1. Here with Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for In Focus. First hot topic, uh, Kettle, that's you tonight. Oh, right. Wow. Put me on the spotlight tonight, huh? Okay. Yeah, see how y'all spotlight do. is going to you. <laughs> Kettle with the okay. yellow top. What's going hello, on? Hello, hello. Um, the LGBTQ apathy groups, they're suing Florida seeking to stop the don't say gay law. Okay. First they put it into law, now... Uh, the community, the gay community, is, is trying to sue um, Florida. Um, they uh, they argue in a federal lawsuit that it is discriminatory, vague, and runs afoul of the free speech rights of students and teachers. Um, hmm. Equality Florida and uh, Family Florida filed the suit Thursday after August, after I'm sorry. Sue Thursday against Governor Ron DeSantis. Hmm, okay, Education Commissioner Richard Cochran and the Florida State Board of Education in the um, Northern District of Florida. So they filed this lawsuit. The group's assets asserts the law violates the First Amendment and the Equal Protection and Due Process Clause 
of the U.S. Constitution. The legal um, action comes just three days after DeSantis signed the controversial legislation into law. So, you know, he signs this into law, and all of a sudden they want to sue them because the law seems vague and it's, it's violating their, their um, First Amendment rights. So, well, that's I mean, true. I don't know. When you think about it. Yeah, so they're saying, this law is saying, I guess, what, from kindergarten to, to third grade, that what, you can't, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on this. Because, you know, you're going to push for a law, and then all of a sudden somebody's trying to sue because you're violating, you know, their freedom of speech uh, rights. It's just crazy. This back and forth, back and forth is just crazy. What, what's your but, you know, on the problem? Or, or, or red wine? Oh, you go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. Go ahead, Papa Didi. What you got? Let me tell you that 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 whole Florida thing, man. Florida is just well, not not yeah, so much Florida, but just <laughs> Santos himself. Santos always wants to come out with what he, you know. Sometimes you gotta wonder, like, what is the purpose of their thinking? Because I think they're just trying to keep things, I guess, normal to them. But mm-hmm. you know nothing. Nothing lasts forever. And who are you anyway? You're just a governor just to stay for a temporary time frame, you know. But you're trying to change everything and just lock it in. Same with the voting rights and everything else. It seems like people are trying to lock in stuff so hard that nobody has a chance to do anything, and it's going to be run under how they feel. I mean, that's that's Putin stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to lock it in hard, like nobody's going to come. It's just that everybody, some people think that other people are stupid. And they're not going to get that out of their head. When somebody has considered you to be stupid, then they'll play you any way they think they can because they think you don't possess enough intelligence or don't have as much intelligence as they do. So they're always going to try to throw something at you, and that's Trump's biggest M.O. He just thinks everybody is beneath him knowledge-wise. He's got all the angles, and he thinks he done been around, but he's been in such a world that's been so sketchy, and then all the people that's following him don't even know how to follow him. They're, they, they're letting their guard down like crazy with different things. They, they dropping the ball. I mean, nobody can control anybody after a while. I don't care how naive the person is. Everybody eventually comes to their damn senses. But it seems like this whole situation in Florida has gotten so... The the whole con, the constituents of, of the governor and everybody, it's, it's just weird. But from, from the stand-your-ground law to everything else, I don't know how people retire and move there. I'm like, what the hell's the draw? But anyway... It's the sunshine. Yeah, okay. People and, want that sunshine. But it rains every five minutes. Well... I guess that's the price they're willing to pay. But from what I understand, and I don't understand much about this law, but from what mm-hmm. I understood, the the law was trying to stop them, stop people from in the schools, in the lower grades, I think, stop them from mm-hmm. saying gay. Don't want them to because that's what they kept saying, don't say gay. So it's like, wait, how are you going to stop somebody yeah. from saying gay? 
you know, and, and like you just said, Kettle, Don't that is that. a violation of the First Amendment that says you have freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. How are you going to step on the First Amendment and say, don't say gay, but then when it comes to the Second Amendment about the uh, bearing guns and arms, you celebrate that one. See, that's how yeah. people cherry pick stuff. They're like, okay, I like this one, but I don't like that one. But it's all part of the daggone Constitution. So either you get it all or you get none. But see, I don't want to stand, too, because it's like kindergarten to third grade. What kid is thinking about the word gay? So to me, that that age group, it's just crazy. Let let me just read this. Okay, this, this law was called the Parental Rights in Education, but it's widely known as Don't Say Gay Bill. It prohibits classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity in grades kindergarten through three or in a manner that is not age appropriate. Parents are able to sue violations under the law that takes effect in July the 1st. So who, and to me, who in the hell is talking from kindergarten to third grade talking about the word gay? Well, I, I just think it's just, it's just a bill that doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, I could see maybe uh um maybe uh teenage years or something. But from kindergarten to third grade? Come on now. It's this bill's just not making any sense to me. Well, so. to me this is just as crazy as uh well, I can't remember what state was it that was trying to or I think they actually might have passed legislation that had to do with uh trying to stop uh, medical attention or something for transgender youth. You all remember mm-hmm. that one? It was just like, what, a month ago? Some state passed a, we'll have to look it up on a break, but they were trying to basically prevent, uh, they said that if you if you are a medical professional and you administer some kind of health medical attention or something to transgender youth, then you could be arrested and put in jail. And I was like, wait, what? So I I that's a law that you can't administer that's a law that you can't administer um some medical help to somebody of a transgender? It's that's what it sounded like they were saying. It didn't make sense to me. I just feel like that to me this all boils down to people's own paranoia. People are acting like if you are not a gay person, they act like if we don't do something about gayness, we'll catch it like a cold. You know, it's like you're going to catch it. So, and transgenderism, if that's a thing, we can if we stamp it out, nobody else will catch it. I mean, that's the way they're acting. They act like if you pass a law, then that will take care of it and it will all go away. This stuff isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I got news for them. Y'all can pass all the laws you want. You're not going to change people's behavior with a law. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, the politicians do shit just because sometimes, I think, <laughs> because this is what the people want. But sometimes it just doesn't even make sense. This bill doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't, you know. No, it does seem nonsensical. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I think it's just paranoia. Mm-hmm. 
That's crazy. All right. Well, we'll continue tomorrow to see what's going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I got something more crazy for you. We'll see how far this one goes. But uh, marijuana was decriminalized in the House today. They voted on it and passed it and said, all right, we are down for it. So they've called this particular bill, uh, stand, well, it's, the letters are more, M-O-R-E. It stands for Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement. I said, man, leave it to the senators and <laughs> representatives to come up with some stuff like that. So the the vote was 220 to 204, with the 220 being the yes votes, and 204 voted no. But the bill is is going to, if it gets passed in the Senate, it would legalize and decriminalize marijuana at the federal level by removing it from that Controlled Substance Act. You know, because as long as it's considered a controlled substance. That's how it becomes a federal crime and all that. But this bill is saying, let's take weed off the controlled substance list, uh, decriminalize it, and, uh, you know, that, that's what they're trying to do. It's only taken them, what, 40, 50 years? <laughs> so so they're, they're halfway there. We'll see what happens. Now, the Representative Jerry Nadler who's a New York Democrat, was the sponsor of the bill. He's saying that it's long overdue legislation and it would reverse decades of failed federal policies that were based on the criminalization of marijuana. And he was also saying that this is going to make a difference, particularly in communities of color, because you have to look at how many black folks are in jail over weed and Hmm. been there for years and years and years. Even in places where weed has now become legal, that didn't automatically set people free. I think if you if you wanted to go for that, if you live in a state where now it's it's legal, you probably got to get an attorney and appeal and do a whole bunch of stuff. And folks, you know, may not have the resources to do all that. But the bottom line is, there's a lot of people of color sitting in jail all because of some weed. So they're saying, like, this is going to make a big difference in communities of color going forward, you know, because folk won't be at least, they won't be getting locked up over weed. So, I mean, I think this is really interesting to see how this is going to go. But, of course, now it's only cleared the House. Now it's got to go through those knuckleheads at the Senate. And you know how they are, you know, with the Senate being run by the Republicans. They're probably going to automatically squash it just because, like you said, Kevin, just because. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not looking at the financial benefit of, you know, if it's legal, then you can put the taxes on it. States and cities and stuff will make money. They'll have a better way of controlling the dispensing of it. I mean, you're not going to stop people from selling weed on the street no matter what you do. But at least if you had legal dispensaries and whatnot, uh, like some states have done, they those states are making much more money, you know, either from the market, of, from the sale of it, and on the back end from the taxes of it. And who doesn't need more money, you know? So we shall see. All right. 
Oh, and in case yep. you were wondering, there's 38 so far, 38 states plus Washington, D.C., have legalized medical marijuana, and 18 states plus D.C. have legalized recreational marijuana. All right. That's what's up. <laughs> All right, man. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to live in one of those cities. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just saw a statistic on Forbes. They have uh, reported that legal marijuana, the legal marijuana industry, last year generated 25 billion, would it be billion, 25 billion in sales for 2021, which was a 40 percent increase from 2020. Now, that's a big increase. Mm. When you go 40% more than the year before, mm-hmm. and that's because, you know, more, more places are making it legal. But 20, $25 billion in one year? These states that's better wake up and get their piece of this. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. $25 billion. That's a lot of money. That's a whole lot of money in one year. Yeah. That's a year span. Damn. Yeah, one year. So imagine if you look at whatever the tax rate is, that's just like what I call free money. You know what I'm saying? Twenty-five billion. What you know, depending on where you live, you look at what's the the percentage of tax five, six, seven percent or something. That's free money mm-hmm. for the state. For sure. I tell you what, mm-hmm. these state legislators better wake up. Ain't nobody saying you got to smoke it, but you can sure get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. All right, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. Well. What you got, Pop? Is it my turn? Yes, it is your turn. The mic is yours. Okay. You know, I, I'm talking about the... Default this the what is it deception in the real story? Now I I have a couple things here, but maybe I'll save this other one. I was going to talk about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the uh, the coach that took a step up to the to the big house, and they made the defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, who is already a Coach, he was a coach with the Jets for years ago. Strong brother, he was a defensive coordinator when the Bucks won the Super Bowl um, last year. And uh, now he's a coach, so that's another black coach in the mix. But he's putting there by default, and you know what? I'm going to talk about that during Living for the City because I just thought about something that came up over the past week or so that I want to speak on, talking about deception. And and that's for anybody that rolled through D.C., you know, and this is just my opinion because I'm not from D.C. originally, but I have ventured in this area a lot in my life growing up, coming up, things like that. Now, my question to the mayor and anybody else that has anything to do with anything, I'm trying to figure out, you know, with the whole racial aspect, and we spoke about this before, I uh, heard the mayor just mention something about a sports complex over where RFK Stadium is. But here's the deal. 
nobody is really talking strong about knocking that damn building down. And I don't know whether the mayor wants to build a complex and then knock it down or whatever, but, but I'm saying that because I don't think they even know. But what gets me is that, see, that stadium touches on a lot of areas. You, you, It's really weird where you see it from Benning Road, uh, Minnesota Avenue. Uh, you can be off of uh, 295. Oh, you're talking you about know, RFK. RFK, yeah. Oh, okay. And it, it touches all kinds of black neighborhoods. And, 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 and what I find out about black neighborhoods, it seems like businesses don't want to touch black neighborhoods. They're, they're so afraid to invest. It's because they... Kansi thinks think about the oh well we do that hey, we'll do that we'll do that well guys are 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 doing the snatch and grab in some of the most exclusive stores you know what I mean right downtown right in the middle of right on U Street so I'm trying to figure out what 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 are you what are you talking about as far as crime is concerned hey you know if you build a, a a complex big enough you can fortify it you know you can put walls on the outside of it like you're building a jailhouse and ain't nobody ain't nobody gonna scale a 15 foot wall if you put a 15 foot wall on a complex with brushes up the back brushes on the back side of minnesota avenue if you're that worried and brushes up against uh what is that one of them streets called uh Oh man, uh, the street off off of two ninety five. What well, Kenilworth? That. Kenilworth, exactly. Because mm-hmm. you because the stadium comes in from it has a lot of little peak points. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You I mean it's so damn big. And I tell you what too, what I don't understand about the mayor, and I just want to put this out there. First of all, the damn building has been up since the early nineteen hundreds. Will you please knock that thing down? I don't care what you decide. You already got one eyesore over there off of uh, Blainsburg and New York Avenue, hmm. where the Walmart was supposed to go years ago. That never happened. That's a big-ass open space doing nothing. Okay? Mm-hmm. And because it comes down toward New York Avenue and this and that. And, and what are you afraid of, black woman? Afraid of your own people? I mean, because some of the white, them, those some of those white executives and, and corporate sponsors and developers that you cutting all these ribbons with lately, shoot, please, you might as well be Julius Caesar, okay? And they might as well be stabbing your back like Brutus. I mean, you you know, I mean, it's just it's, it's amazing how, and then it's not just that situation, but everything you hear and see in the world, that whatever has to do with something that's going to be developed in a neighborhood of color Everybody's scared to pull the pin. When you can clear it up, clean it up, fortify it, and put it in perspective. It ain't going to be no more problem than any place else in this world. Crime is all over. Okay, you can get your pocketbook snatched anywhere. You can get carjacked anywhere. Okay, you'd be surprised. I mean, nowadays it ain't just the the typical typicals that are robbing you. These are people that that are on all kinds of different pills and everything. You know, mm-hmm. the drug is of a different nature nowadays. And if people are strung out on, on different things, you know, they're going to they gonna get you if you, you put yourself vulnerable. And, 
But the whole thing I'm saying in a nutshell is the fact that this RFK thing, I think that the governor, I mean not the governor, but the mayor really needs to just, first of all, and stop talking about a sports complex. Hmm. I don't know what you're going to do. Had a sports complex here. But see, the problem is they know that when they knock, see, because a lot of people, they look at stuff from a helicopter view. And they know that when they knock down that building, you're going to see everything. Okay, mm-hmm. the the neighborhood is going to be Minnesota Avenue going to be wide open. Okay, Benning Road going to be wide open, and they don't know what to do with it because they know that it's their own fault. Like to speak on the word deception, mm-hmm. it's their own fault because how much have they neglected in that neighborhood? Do you think that it's just the the stadium has gotten rotten in a hundred years? Mm-hmm. Some of the neighborhoods back there have gotten rotten and gotten undone and untouched because the stadium kind of blocks the bullshit, you know? Because, you know, here in Maryland, once you knock down stuff, the way they're building townhouses, you know, they can knock down a bunch of trees and build a community. You say, damn, when they put that there? Well, they knocked down the trees, and that's what they had. They had two acres, and they put 50 townhouses. (laughs) Two acres. It's crazy. 50 townhouses. But the whole thing I'm saying in a nutshell is, to the mayor of Washington, D.C., before you do anything, put some dynamite in that damn stadium, implode it, clean it up, level out the ground, level out the foundation, take a look at all that beautiful space you got over there, and tell everybody to kiss your ass while you come up with some real ideals to build some real shit. All right? That's all I got to say on that. Okay, then. Well... That wraps it up for In Focus. Uh, let's see. Are we going to take a break or are we going right to the cocktail of the week? Because I got mine. No, I don't have anything to add. Carol, <laughs> uh, if you want to comment. I mean, you, no, you wrapped uh-uh. that one up, Papa Didi. I, I, can't even, I can't argue. I have to agree. I can't mess with that, yeah. I, I agree with that. You just, she just needs to just level it and keep going. I'm not sure what this sports complex is going to entail. You know, is it, you know, is it for for the people or is it like, you know, for sports things or what? I'm not sure. She's kind of vague on it. So. Uh, yeah, I'm but she's not talking like that. she's knocking down the stadium. She's talking like, well, we're going to do that, and then we're going to knock down the stadium in a couple of years. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? So you're going to build something nice and pretty, and we're still going to look at that rusted-ass stadium that's about to oh, please. I'm I'm not getting it. I mean, that's, that's y'all people. I don't know what to say. No, I don't know either. Yeah. I saw her with doing that ribbon-cutting thing. For something mm-hmm. else, yeah. And I thought, well, what, what are y'all doing now? Uh, the, every little spot they get, because the areas they're cutting ribbon is surrounded by, you know. Yeah. Those folks. Yeah, the gray folks. Yeah, so they don't mind. Hmm. And it's a pile of dirt, but it's in a nice area, so they got four gold shovels. And everybody, one, two, three, it's her, a black person, and four other white people. And I'm like, damn, Mayor. Really? And and, and like your brother was saying, when they did it, they talked to brothers from the neighborhood. He said it's another form of uh, gentrification. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just building something else. And ain't building no housing, and that's going to be big and pretty, and everything else is going to be 
So I don't know, man. Well, there's obviously a lack of affordable housing. And I think sometimes that term is a misnomer because sometimes when people hear the term affordable housing, Hmm. they're thinking of something that is subpar. Affordable housing just means something that's not going to be $3,000 a month, but something that regular people can actually afford. That's usually based on your income. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, some of the stuff that they're building it's it's so ridiculously priced. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a limited percentage of people who would even be able to afford it. So when you knock down affordable housing to build unaffordable housing, what do you where do you think these people go that used to live in those spaces? That's what happened at the the base the baseball stadium. All of those. Projects, oh they called them. Those were projects that were over I know, there. I know. And they leveled all of that stuff and basically told everybody who was living in those projects, y'all just need to find someplace else to go because yeah. we have plans for this space. Uh, bye-bye. I came to D.C. right when that stuff was being was being uh, finalized and put it and, and going into full gear. That was That was like the end of 2006, 2007, and 2008. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. And that neighborhood, when I when I and I just happened to ride by there and saw the stadium off that big street, I was like, whoa! Yeah. And then they had to build a whole neighborhood. Then they came down by, you know, by two thousand late that two thousand two thousand nine, they came down, you know, second and K and all that, and got rid of that Greyhound bus station and all the rest of that stuff that was mm-hmm. nice. So cut that high ass grass that was on second and K all the way from K Street down to um, uh, that, that coffee shop called, uh, what's that down there? Oh, I know that coffee shop. Yeah, the one on the corner. Uh, now you can see it all the way. Ebenezer's. Ebenezer's, right. Mm-hmm. And they got a Kaiser Permanente. You can stay on the corner now of 2nd second, second and K and look all the way down to Ebenezer's. Mm-hmm. And look right past the, the new, I remember this building, the Kaiser Permanente. Right yep. there, and now you can see down. That used to be high weeds. Mm-hmm. It, oh, that was ugly. You know that the the, the 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 prostitutes and everything, the Greyhound bus station. Absolutely. Woo! That was ugly. Yeah, they ran all that stuff out. That was ugly. Out of that area. Mm-hmm. But you know, all that stuff just relocates. Like they ran all of those people out of that area. They just relocate. Yeah. Somewhere. I don't know where they went. Well, the tents are right there underneath the, right there by 2nd and Gay. Well, that's, Third, yeah. 2nd and L. Like the, they ain't going nowhere. They're right there. Anyway, we won't get into that. the tents are gone, Papa. Oh, they really? Wow. Yeah, been there I haven't been. yeah they're gone. I haven't been there lately yet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they done cleaned wow. up, darling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. They're trying to but do some people, things. But them young people in those high rises was taking care of them people. They were taking bags of food and clothing, and they were they were hooking them up. Yeah, they it were wasn't those young them. residents that was leasing the buildings. They got rid of them because they were taking care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway. All righty. Well, so Kettle, it's up to you. Are you ready for the cocktail of the week, or shall we take a break? Sure. Let's keep walking alone. Why not? All right. Well, it's time for Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. Week, week. What you got, Kettle? (laughs) Um, This is called Across the Pacific. Mm. We're getting ready to go there. 
one one ounce of Appleton Reserve Rum. Yeah, I'll take a little more. One and a half be good. But this this requires one ounce of Appleton uh, Reserve Rum. A half an ounce of Smith and Cross Jamaican Rum. Uh, oh. A half an ounce of uh, Averna Amaro. Must be a, a liqueur. Uh, Three-fourth ounces of lime juice, freshly squeezed, of course. Three-fourth ounces of um, orget, which is another liqueur. I'm going to garnish it with a lime wheel and garnish with a grated nutmeg. Wow. Add all ingredients into a shaker with uh, one ice cube and um, shake until the ice melts. And make sure it's frothy. Pour into a rock glass filled with crushed ice and garnish with a lime wheel and grated nutmeg. And that is across the Pacific. Yeah, that sounds like if you drink that, you're going to think you are crossing the Pacific. <laughs> oh, there's two types of rum, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a bit much. It sounds good, but oh my goodness. Oh, it looks delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. So, yeah, Appleton rum is off the chain. It's it's a nice rum. I like it. Mm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, cattle's going across the Pacific. <laughs> well, that was the cocktail mm-hmm. of the week with cattle. Brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. You can check them out at dchomegrown.com that is our parent company uh, thank you so much for that cattle uh, Papa Didi going back to you now really? yeah okay. you know what I'm going to ask you what's popping? well I tell you what uh, I was looking at stuff that says uh, you know like rules of law uh Let's speak on that for a minute because there's been a couple of things in the news where people looking at the law and really aren't peeping it for what it is or what have you. Uh, um, for example, on the um, the case concerning uh, Deshaun Watson, who was the quarterback of the uh, Houston Texans, mm-hmm. who was charged with a... Uh, 22 counts of uh, inappropriate sexual advances and what have you. Now, when they got together with him with a uh, grand jury, twice now, in Texas now, mind you, Mm. the grand jury found no reason for cause. Because after a while, they get tired of hearing that he say, she say stuff. Especially if you got a strong lawyer and you're a millionaire like he is. Mm. And so they didn't do it. So now the 22 women are filing what they call a civil suit. Now, a civil suit, and, once this, and that's why the, the brother now, who he was with the Texans when it happened, now he's been traded to the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And they signed a five-year, I think, $230 million deal. Ooh. And people saying, well, how the hell is he doing that when he got this pending well, he don't have no criminal charges pending anymore. Now, he has civil charges because they filed a civil case. A civil case is to get money. Cut and dry. This is what the OJ people, when he was found innocent of the murder of, you know, the two people, 
and they couldn't get a conviction, you know, thanks to Johnny Cochran, they went for the civil joint, went after the money. They end up getting this Heisman Trophy and all kind of stuff, you know. And this is why the Cleveland Browns were able to sign the brother because they, they said hell. They didn't find no criminal charges. If the grand jury finds that there's no charges or, or as they call, hold you over for trial, mm-hmm. then, you know, then you're done with that criminal aspect of it. Now, civil is a different thing, you know. Even another class that you can get into is what's called a wrongful death suit where people file that. Mm-hmm. That's another situation where they feel like you're the cause of the person's death, like they did in the John F. Kennedy Jr. case. The family calls a wrongful death suit against John F. Kennedy Jr., even though he's dead, but his wife's family filed, and they won, you know, saying that the airplane wasn't right. You remember how John F. Kennedy Jr. always wanted to fly that little raggedy-ass plane? He was rich, and he was still, he was going to one of his cousin's weddings, and he flew down the coastline. Mm-hmm. And him and his wife disappeared, and they found the plane in the river and stuff like that. So a wrongful death case and a and a uh, civil case has nothing to do with anybody going to jail. It has to do with getting money on both cases. So people are talking about things like that. And one more case I want to go over is the um, the Bill Cosby case, you know, where people are trying to change the laws. Mm-hmm. Now, when Bill Cosby gave his little... Uh, when he gave the little debt, we call that the, uh, when he pleaded his case with the district attorneys in Pennsylvania years ago, you know, they sealed it. They said, okay, look, man, they, the, the woman just wants some closure, so just admit what happened, all that jazz. You won't go to jail, won't file no charges. And she, she filed a civil case, and Bill Cosby paid her money on the civil case. Mm-hmm. But then later on, the new prosecutor, 10 years later, said, well, hell, let's crack this open because all the women, all 20 women that weren't involved in nothing wanted to change the laws, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny how people change the laws based on their own conveniences. Mm-hmm. No matter what they feel about what, when it's not when it's not conducive to them or conducive to them, they want to change the laws. So all of a sudden, that young prosecutor, and he put the black girl out front, you know, down there in Doylestown, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, the black girl was out front. They won the case. Bill Cosby went to jail. So then Bill took it to the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, and they said, well, you know what? That prosecutor promised him that this was going to be sealed. Y'all had no right to open that up. Why would y'all do that? So they let him out immediately. And then the same women pissed the fit again. Mm. Pissed the fit again. You know, uh Oh, why did he do Well, that's the law. A prosecutor, what if it was your son or your father or your brother and a prosecutor promised you something and all of a sudden a new prosecutor comes in five years later and want to change things up? That's not right. You can't do that. Prosecutor's a powerful job. What he says goes. But not a young hotshot that comes in being influenced by a bunch of women and he and he caved and now... And now the lady's saying, oh, no, they, why did he do Well, they didn't give a damn about the law. They just wanted, they wanted Bill Cosby's head, you know. So it's just so sad how people would just change their mind on stuff that, that's convenient for them. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, just to speak on that, but Watson now going to the Cleveland Browns, and he even though he got 22 ladies on a civil suit, that means nothing. That's why the Cleveland Browns said, 
sign here, man. We don't give a shit because the grand jury did not find you guilty of anything. They could take your money. In my opinion, with Deshaun Watson, he's going to make $230 million over five over five years. I would give every one of those 22 million, I mean 22 women, a million dollars apiece. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Pay them hoes and let them go away. Excuse the expression. No, I meant to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, pay them and let them go away, brother. Don't be like that crazy guy from the, from the, um, what is that, the Charlotte uh, Panthers mm-hmm. up there in uh, North Carolina. Remember that brother years ago? Had his girlfriend killed because she wanted more money from him. Yes, and I do that football that. player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she wanted five grand, and he had them capture her, and they shot into the, to, to kill her at all. It's crazy. He was with he was with the Panthers. Anyway, but don't don't worry about the money. You're making two hundred thirty million over five years. Pay every one of them twenty two women a million dollars a piece, and you probably ain't got to go that high. But pay them and get rid of them and get back with your career. It's all about money. Don't try to fight money. You're making money. You know what I mean? Pay them. Shit. Let's go. Anyway, that's all I got to say on that. All right, then. Any well, comment on that? I... <laughs> drop the oh, mic on I'm that <laughs> I'm not, I'm not touching that one. I don't disagree, though. I do think if he's sitting on that kind of money, if, if the women will accept the money and the thing will go away, then give up the money. Yeah. If you're a young woman, if you're a one woman massaging niggas for a living, excuse me, brother, you're massaging people for a living and business is slow and he's offering you a million dollars. Yeah, just stop talking about that situation. Please. Well... Anyway, uh, you know, uh, we were supposed to talk about the whole uh, Oscar debacle after we finished In Focus, and we skipped over it. Do y'all want to deal with that, or Kettle, are you covering that in in your uh, Hollywood? I mean, we all got our opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'll get into it later on in Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. And we'll keep it moving. Right. We'll come to that when when you get to it, and then we'll okay. we'll have our comment. Yeah, we got everybody got it because we all, you know, like they say, opinions are like you know what everybody got one. So yeah, this is true. <laughs> anyway, all right. this is Look, true. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good segue into the weird news, huh? <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. Okay, good segue. Uh-huh. I agree. All right. What well, you got? What you got? I I have a, yeah this is crazy. I've got a dog was ditched at a shelter because the owners of the dog thought the dog was gay. I'm like really. First of all, can a dog even be gay? So the dog's previous name was Fesco. Uh, now Fesco has a new name and a new home. The dog was in North Carolina. He was dumped at a shelter because his paranoid owners thought because he was humping or trying to hump a male dog, they assumed the dog must be gay and he had to go. So they dumped him in a shelter. I'm like, first of all, I've seen dogs that'll hump a rock. It doesn't matter what it is. 
uh, sofa, your leg, male, female. I don't think an animal can actually, I mean a dog anyway. Anyway, the story goes that uh, the Stanley County Animal Protective Services in Albemarle posted on Facebook that Fesco had found new, new humans to love him for who he was, pelvic gyrations and all. The shelter also confirmed that the dog's new owners, named Steve Nichols and his longtime partner, John, uh, said that they welcomed the friendly pooch into their home. The couple said they renamed Fesco to Oscar after the Irish poet and playwright Oscar Wilde, who actually was gay. So Nicholas told uh, TMZ that they felt an immediate connection to Oscar and his story because they also had faced discrimination. And they said that the previous owners of the dog were not only bigoted, but they hadn't even taken good care of him because he had not been neutered and he had heartworms going on. Poor little puppy. So now they've taken care of that. They changed his name to Oscar. I guess he's still humping away, but at least he's being well taken care of. The couple also has another dog named Harry, a little terrier chihuahua mix. So the two dogs are happy. The couple who adopted him is happy. Everybody's happy. And the story ends with saying Oscar got over the hump. There you go. But I don't think a dog can be considered gay because they hump anything that that'll stand still long enough. And they smell each other's butts all day. Yeah, I mean if that's the case, then all dogs are gay if they're gonna go by that criteria. I tell you, people can be stupid. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pass another bill. <laughs> Here you go. The no the no uh, humping uh, gay dog. <laughs> 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 the stuff is just getting out of hand. Oh, gosh. I'm glad the dog found a good home, though. I, yeah, the dog is good. Oscar's doing well. Mm-hmm. I'm for one, Oscar. All I'm right. for one. Uh-huh. All right. I got another one. Uh, this is in Wichita, Kansas. See what they're doing over there. Flamingos at Escape Kansas Zoo in 2005 was spotted in. In Texas, one of two flamingos that escaped from the Kansas City Zoo during a storm 17 years ago has been recently spotted on the coast of Texas wildlife. (laughs) The Coastal uh, Fisheries Division of Texas Parks and Wildlife uh, confirmed on Tuesday that the Associated Press that the uh, African flamingo, known as number 492, because of the number of its leg bands, was captured on video shot March 10th by an environmental activist near uh, Port Lavaca, Texas. Uh, officials were um, able to make out the bird's leg band on the video. The bird and another flamingo escaped from the Sedgwick County Zoo in Wichita, Wichita on a stormy night in June 2005. Employees had um, not yet clipped the bird's wings to prevent them from flying, which uh, facilitated their escape. <laughs> okay. While the other flamingo um, was never seen again, number 492 has been spotted several times in Wisconsin, Louisiana, and Texas. 
sometimes with other wild flamingos. Um, mm-hmm. Officials said it had been a year or two since the bird was last seen in Texas. The real officials have um, never made plans to recapture since 92, despite the sighting, saying there is no um, easy way to do so without disturbing other wildlife. The escaped flamingos, known for the distinctive pink feathers and long legs and necks, were born in Africa, then shipped to Kansas City in 2004 with 39 other flamingos. I guess they just gonna let that one go just in the wild, I guess. But I mean, a flamingo. I, I, maybe it's just me, but a flamingo mm-hmm. is a very distinct looking Delicate. bird. Yeah. How can this bird mm-hmm. be on the run? How how long mm-hmm. has this bird been on the run? Fourteen years. Long yeah, come on, two thousand five. Seriously, mm-hmm. Papa Didi. How is a flamingo on the run for 14 years? <laughs> Ain't nobody seen it. <laughs> That's crazy. I guess they, they, look, I can answer that. It was 17 years. And apparently, they weren't looking. So, it's been 17 years. It was 2005. But how is this flamingo yeah, running so. from state to state like this? Well, because they're so little. So but they're tall. Seen. They're tall and skinny. Yeah, they're so little and small, and they got little nests up in trees. Nah! <laughs> a flamingo is pink. He's That's got long, skinny pink legs. He's tall, skinny, and pink. How the heck you can't find him for 17 years? Come on, y'all. Hmm. They don't know what a flamingo is. Apparently. <laughs> they think they're looking for a sparrow or a crow. They're out here looking for a crow. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway. All right. Well, here's to the flamenco. Keep running, baby. Run off. History <laughs> here. <laughs> okay, what you got, Papa D? Chinese man lived in an airport for 14 years. Oh, gee. Now, I'm trying to figure out one. And I've heard this before, people living in the airports. But this Chinese man in the airport had been living in the Beijing Capital International Airport. Now, Beijing's where the Olympics just was, so I wonder if people, Americans, and everybody saw them when they came before the Olympics. Anyway, Chinese man reported living in the Beijing capital, International Airport Terminal, for more than a decade and has no intentions of going back to his family. His name is Wee Jango. He moved into the airport terminal after uh had a fallout with his family, who were unhappy about his smoking and drinking habits. Now, this guy is 60 years old, he's out of a job, and he's been living in the airport Terminal 2 since 2008, mm. as per reports from the Chinese Daily. He said, my family told me if I want to stay in the house with them, I have to quit smoking and drinking. Oh, my goodness. He said, I couldn't do that. I had to get. I would have to get them all my monthly government allowance of 1,000 yen, which is only about $150. Mm. Okay, but then uh, he said, how would I buy my cigarettes and alcohol? So we said that he was fired from his job back when he was 40 years old and hadn't found a job because he got old. So nobly, he is uh, not the only one who lives in the airport. Okay, there's about five other people who live in the airport. What is happening over there? Ah, he got a sanitation worker or a security worker. 
they all live in the airport, and uh, they have them vanish themselves around Christmas time so they can decorate stuff and all that jazz, and then they reappear after the New Year. So it's kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, anyway. Wait a minute. I'm trying to do the math here. Now, the man, you said was 60? Yeah. But he lost his job when he was 40. 40. So when he was 40, he wasn't old. So dude been unemployed since 40. Mm-hmm. So you can't. He can't use. I was old and couldn't get another job as an excuse. But he still gets some type of allowance they pay them under fifty dollars a month. I'm just saying, at forty, it sounds like he didn't want another job. He wanted to stay home and smoke and drink. And his family was like, "No, you're not going to do that." Yeah, well, so he rolled out. We say that about a lot of Americans. He ain't got to go all the way to China to find that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Wow. I just can't imagine what that's like. How do you live in the airport terminal? I don't get it. Well, it's got a great view of the airplanes taking off. Get you a nice seat. So I guess yeah. you just blend in and look like somebody waiting on a flight or waiting on somebody to arrive from a flight. All those Asians look alike. So <laughs> oh, Okay. All right, well, before the FCC comes for us, we better go take a break. <laughs> and then we'll be back with, uh, what's next? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm trying to keep us from getting uh, fined, you know what I'm saying? Uh, all right, are we rattling paper in me? All right, we'll be back on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. Living just enough, just enough for the city. Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I was, I was talking about my little, uh, one of my segments, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you're riding me. Uh, yes, sir, we're Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No clothes yeah. allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. I'm going to sing for you. I don't know what number to call. Talking over the break, 
And I was saying that even if D.C., I'll just say collectively, if D.C. were to knock down RFK and put something there, they're going to have to build up that whole area around it, and that is smack dab in the middle of northeast, that section of northeast D.C., and that's probably what they're trying to avoid. They don't want to do the same thing because it was expensive. The same thing they did. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's expensive. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're making $40 million on, on uh, what do you call those lights when you speed oh, down the street? Oh, camera lights and stuff. Yeah, what do you, what's but that I'm, street called, South Dakota? I didn't gave them $500 my damn self on South Dakota But Avenue. I'm just saying that That's to replicate what they did at the baseball uh, stadium and all the surrounding uh, structures to go. support that stadium, it's expensive. And if D.C. can't it convince enough investors to get on the bandwagon and say, we will put some money in. Because, see, this is what you need to understand. D.C. is not paying for that kind of stuff. Do you understand that? D.C. is not paying for that stuff. It's investors that do that. The builders and all these people, they have all this big money. uh, They're the ones that invest in these things and put that money together. D.C. is just where it physically is. D.C. probably has a very small financial contribution, but the majority of that money comes from donors and investors. Not donors, let me not say that, investors. And if you can't convince investors to say, put some money over there into that Benning Road corridor, and like you said, Papa Didi, if you build it, they will come. you got to convince the investors of that. And if they can't in, in, convince those investors, it's not going to happen. And 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 you and, and you, that's the and real you, side. And you think that's okay? I'm not saying it's well, okay. You, wait a minute, you that's pre- the fact hold on, how wait, it hold on. I'm not wait saying minute, it's right. Line, that's just line. how it is. You preach a sermon, so do you go along with what you're saying, or are you just uh, mouth almighty, tongue everlasting? No, you're misconstruing what I just said. I'm stating the facts. Just because it's a fact doesn't mean that I like it, nor does that mean I agree with it. All right, but you're talking That's like you're the mayor is. saying all the constituent stuff by, we can't afford it. It takes a constituent. It takes a constituent. Well, if you it choose to see it that way, that's on you. I'm just merely stating the facts. It's like the difference between First something that's facts women. and something that's in the last two months, in the last two months, I've seen the mayor do a ribbon cutting ceremony like four times. Mm-hmm. Okay, four times on stuff that hadn't been built yet that's already in the works. Now, this stuff RFK Stadium is a huge piece of property. But ask her who's paying for that stuff. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Investigate all, that. All right, well, because it's not coming out. Of can DC, we first but... of all just knock down the stadium? Let's stop talking about what the growth is, and let's get rid of the sticks and the bricks and the pipes and the well, iron and all that thing. jazz. That I'm just talking about what it takes No, 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 that's the first that. thing. You have to first knock down the stadium before it collapses. You I'm know, not disagreeing. You know what? Let me, let me say this here. We're going to get back that. to the show. Okay. Everything in the building is just like everything in your refrigerator. Okay. The lime content in cement, the piping the sewage, the iron pipes, the lead pipes, all that stuff that was built in the early 1900s is starting to decrep, starting to rust. Mm -hmm. All the cement aspect is turning back to its natural state. One day we're going to wake up and say, boy, 
Did you hear about RFK Stadium collapsing? Didn't the building just collapse in Miami, Florida? Not long ago? I don't disagree. Oh, they God. do need to take that thing down. Okay. Well, like I said, before you do anything else, let's knock the building down and, and bulldoze all the crap out and get the nice open space, and that way we can see the Negroes on Minnesota Avenue. We can see the Negroes on Benning Road, all the stuff folks don't want to see, but they live there, and that's where they are. So why are we avoiding them? They're people like anybody else. They're not ants. They're not roaches. We're not going to exterminate them. Are they I mean, still on. using that stadium for anything? <laughs> nah, I doubt Cattle, it. Cattle, do you know? Are they, are, is anything still going on in that stadium? Yeah, uh, Squatters. Squatters International is a game show. <laughs> I anyway. Don't I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Brett Wine's a politician. No, anyway, I'm not. I just try to see the facts. What, let's what move they on. Are, We're moving on. I'm just saying by red wine that she's saying. Are you going to shut she's me down? saying, okay. I love the mayor. No, I did not say I that. I love, 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 He's love, love words the mayor. in my mouth. Anyway, can we move on? Cool. Do you mind? Possibly. All right, we got the red wine, but I'm just saying we're going to we gonna talk about the mayor of D.C., <laughs> how, great, how great she is. But, no. I'm not talking about that. Tonight, I'm talking about are we, we as a, as a nation, ever going to be able to move forward? And what I'm talking about is I was just looking at, you know what, Papa? No, go do your thing. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. I was looking at how many times in any given day, almost, do I see an article about racism in America? And it's getting to be so commonplace that it doesn't, it's not even shocking anymore. And that, to me, is a bad thing. You know, you see so much stuff. Like, I saw, I, I see, like, crazy stuff going on. I saw an article where some people, some a black family was shopping for a home, and they were checking out a neighborhood, and they had gone to an open house at this particular neighborhood. I, I don't recall what, uh, wait, it was in Florida. I believe it was in Florida. And when they came out of the tour of the house, they look across the street, and one of the neighbors had some stuffed monkeys, like toy monkeys, hanging hanging by nooses on the branches of the bushes on their front lawn with little stickers on them, Black Lives Matter stickers. I'm like, really? Y'all took the time to go buy or get these stuffed animal monkeys and put the stickers. It's just like you. Why would you even expend energy on racism at that level? It just seems so just childish and hateful for no reason. I'm just saying. Are we ever, as a nation, going to be able to move forward and get beyond racism? You know the dumb stuff that I see. Stuff about people going off on people in stores. I saw something about some white guy going off on a, a black employee in a Popeye's. And whatever happened, he didn't like something. And then he's going to call him the N-word. Then the manager tried to defuse the situation. Now the, this white guy's cussing everybody out, telling them, I'm white, so I'm automatically better than all of y'all. See, that's the problem. Folk have this mindset that they still can't get over and until people can get over themselves, get over the ignorance, get over the stupidity, get over the years of what your grandparents and their grandparents believed and somehow taught you or passed on to these folks, 
We're never going to be able to get by this. It's 2022, and people are still acting a fool over color. It, it just doesn't make any sense. And I'm, I just, it just boggles my mind that this kind of dumb stuff just goes on day after day all over the country. And it's not even just here. It's all over the world. The people of color that were trying to get out of the Ukraine, they're being discriminated against and told, oh, there's no more room on the bus. And then they let the Ukrainians get on the bus and they make the black, the Africans stand back. You know, I saw an article just yesterday, today, as a matter of fact, a roller skating rink in North Carolina, I believe it was. They had a sign up saying, no teens allowed. So all the black teenagers that were trying to go in left. Somebody put a camera up to record the door of this place, and all these white teenagers were going in. But yet the place is claiming no teenagers allowed. You know, it's this kind of stuff. How long are we as a nation going to keep on living like this? We are destroying ourselves over what you look like, over what your skin looks like. We're not even dealing with who people are, we're looking at what we think people are. I'm just saying, this stuff has got to stop. It is just moronic, it's ridiculous, and if we as a nation don't finally get it together, eventually we will destroy ourselves. We think we're so advanced and so technologically ahead of the game and all, but we're just as backwards as troglodytes with this whole racism thing. So this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, are we ever going to be able to get forward, go forward, and get over this, and get over ourselves? I sure hope so. Mm. I'm just frustrated with it. Comment on that? Yeah, have at it. Mm. Comment all you like, because I'm just, I'm frustrated with it. I'm sick of it. Well, it just thickens me. You know, um, as interesting as it is, but as true as it is, you are how you were raised. And the ignorance of some people runs real deep. True. You know, ignorance is bliss. It really is. I mean, if you was raised by hillbillies, see, I think as black people, most black people, the majority of black people, because I'm not going to, despite the the plugs that we may have or the leaks that we may have in our race, I think the the majority, at least in my own generation, you know, were raised by good people, by good parents that taught us good stuff. And and I think that uh, people of our generation are the ones that are most frustrated. I think a younger generation look at them as just, Pop goes the weasel kind of thing and just go along with it. But people of a certain age are looking at these people saying, wow. But the people that are doing this, they they are how they were raised. If somebody gives you their, see, nobody, you don't know nobody's family background until they tell you it. Mm-hmm. Don't assume the people were raised like you. And that's the problem we have. We see people like crazy. We think, oh, my God, wow, they're here in America. They're blah, 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 blah. Why they act like that? Well, they act like that because that's how they were raised. If you was raised by wolves, you're going to howl at night. Because that's what you learned learn to do. 
you howling like a wolf. You're raised by bears, you're going to be scratching your ass, hibernating in the wintertime, and, and stealing food from picnic tables. You know? No matter how you was raised, it's how you're going to be. Despite the suit and tie you put on, you're going to be what you are. But that's how you are until you well, until see, you can do see, different. See, there you go until again. Until you get to see. the point. No, let me just say this as an example. I, I how many people were raised as people who eat meat wait, wait and later minute. became wait, wait vegan? Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's because wait, eventually you learned something different and right. you changed your way. Red wine. For whatever reason. Red wine. That's all I'm saying. Red wine. People can change. Red wine. If they want to. Red wine. Stop, Okay. People can change if they want to. Change into what? Into into being raised by your mother and father? No, they can't because they was not raised by your mother and father. What do you expect out of a pit bull no, that's biting people in the ass? No, I'm just saying that people can change, change if they want to. Change into what? A different person. Oh, my God. I just gave you an example. I know many people who were raised on but eating pork, beef, chicken, we ain't and now they're vegan. I'm just saying as an example. You can be raised a certain way, and then as you get older, you learn new things, and you get exposed to different things, and then you have a different way of thinking as a result, and then you make a change. So I'm saying to that point, people can change if it's their desire to change. Okay. That's okay. all I'm saying. That's what you think? I know that's, that's what it is. That's why you're so pissed off. People can change if it's their desire. Now, if you have no desire to change, well, then there you are. Okay. Some people will tell you straight up, that's how it is, that's how it's going to be, right, well, let and me, they have right, no interest okay, in doing well, anything going, different. All right, I, I, I now understand how you feel, and that's why you're so frustrated. But let me just give you an example of a vehicle, okay? If you got a piece of shit car in your driveway, until you take that to the dealer and trade that motherfucker in or take it to the junkyard, that car is going to remain a piece of shit car, Okay. I don't give a damn if you put a new motor in it, new upholstery in it, new tires in it. It's still going to be a 1969, get out and push ass, old ass, uh, you know. But if you replace all those pieces, it's going to be better. But it's still going to be a 1969 Monte Carlo. But it'll be better. Better to do what? It'll be a better ride. The emissions aren't equal. Nothing's equal to where the world is today. If you replace all that stuff, it'll be better. You know what? It'll I, still be I, the same you know car, what? but it'll be better. I love your bleeding heart. Ignorance is bliss, okay? Ignorance is bliss. Remember that. Who was it that said, when you know better, do better? Yeah, but oh, it wasn't boy. nobody from West Virginia, Ohio. That's for goddamn sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. So you right. thinking, I, think we, yeah. I think we need I'm, to take a CC break to regroup. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to keep holding Well, I just think that, uh, I think that, um, uh, what's that little town you went to in West Virginia? Oh, Lord. What was that little town called? Oh, God. I forget. I haven't done it so long. I can't even think of the name of it now. Mm-hmm. But they ain't Bethesda, is it? No. <laughs> oh my goodness, I there can't you even go. remember. All right, yeah, some little hick town. Yeah, and that's what it is. Cause if you're born yeah. a hick, you're gonna be a hick. And if you're a hick, you know the first thing you want to do, you want to put a sofa on your porch. No, you want to be better. 
and you <laughs> and you want to hang an American flag that's big as hell from the front of your house and call yourself a patriot. Anyway. Okay, we gonna take a break. It's the Pajama Party Show. You know oh, how we roll. Lord. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show. And we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Pop Radio. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. And Bonsoir, darling. It's time for Papa Didi and Living for the City. What's happening in the city, Papa Didi? All right, uh, look. Um, I'm going to say this one thing about uh, finagling and who's really the boss, okay? Mm, okay? Now, let's talk about for a second the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the team that won the Super Bowl last year. But Tom Brady and uh, what's your boy's name? Antonio Brown. A.B. And all them people. When Tom Brady went in, he left the New England Patriots, and he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they won the damn Super Bowl, showing that he's the GOAT. Okay? Now, when the season was over next year, they lost to the Rams, and the Rams went on to win the Super Bowl, as we saw the Super Bowl a few weeks ago. Now, at that time, Tom Brady retired. But Tom Brady came back. He said, fuck that. I ain't ready to retire. I'm still good at this shit. Okay? Now, but what happened recently the other day is the guy by the name of uh, Bruce Aaron, 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 Bruce Arias, he's the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he took a job with the front office now of the Buccaneers. He's up in the office now. He took a big management job, uh, director of whatever, whatever. Now, mind you, they had two black offensive and defensive coordinators. All right? A guy named uh, Leftworth. He's the offensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator's name is Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is a good brother. He was the coach of the, the, the New York Jets. A few years ago, they had a lousy season. They fired him. So he became defensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So now with the coach of the team that won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady last year, he went up to the office and they made Todd Bowles the coach, signed a five-year contract. And so now they got another black coach in football. But it's by default because the white man took an upgrade. So the black man came in by default. 
Here's another thing, though. I think the white man left because he yelled at Antonio Brown. Do you remember the game where Antonio Brown took his shirt off and was running around half-ass naked and yeah. said he wasn't playing because Tom, because Arias, the coach, yelled at him. And Tom Brady didn't like this. In fact, Tom Brady didn't even know what was going on when A.B. left out of that game. And in turn of them losing A.B., they end up not going to the Super Bowl. So I think Tom Brady was pissed at that. So he told Bruce Arians, look, man, I'm back. You got to get the fuck out of here. Okay? Mm. Because you got rid of my boy. I busted my ass to try to rehab Antonio Brown to get him on the team because he's a hell of a player. He may be a crazy motherfucker, but he's a hell of a goddamn wide receiver. So Tom Brady was pissed off. So Bruce Arians, I think that move he took to get up out of there... Because I think at the while, Antonio Brown was probably going to sue him on a civil thing, like we talked about earlier, on the civil case for making him lose money and making him leave the team early and all that jazz. But I guarantee you, don't be surprised when the season starts to see that Tampa Bay picks Antonio Brown back up again. Okay? Just to show you how shit gets in the works. Because see, one thing about these rich-ass white folks is trying to win they know stuff long before we know it. Let me tell you something. By the time you give something to the media, you've already played out the story. I work for a major corporation, okay? Mm-hmm. I ain't going to name the corporation I worked for, but I got news for you. By the time they gave the story to the media what really happened, that's just what they told the media. And that's what everybody's doing nowadays with the media is telling them shit. And the media is busting their ass to try to find out not even the truth. They just want a good story. Nobody wants the truth. The truth is boring. But watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they do this year. Because now they got the coach that they want, that Tom Brady wants, that brother there who was a defensive coordinator because he knew he was a better coach than than uh, the other dude. Now the other dude took a and, – and then as far as racial is concerned, even though – the brother became the coach of the team. It's only because the white man who was coaching it took a job up in the office as the front office guy now. So, damn, we can only become a sorry ass. See, we thought being a coach in the NFL was so important, but the white man goes even fucking higher. So now we go to coach and we think it's a big deal. Hell, no, it ain't a big deal. Now the white man ain't got to go on the field no more. He could watch the game from in the damn in in the, in the estate box, you know, looking down at the game, making decisions on the phone, choosing players. You know what I mean? It's like, what's the luxury? I mean, when you're a trash man, would you rather be the one throwing the trash on the truck or driving the fucking truck? Mm. You ever see the trash men out there? Mm-hmm. Got two guys in the back throwing the trash in the back of the truck, and you got a motherfucker driving. The driver is usually older and got more seniority, but he ain't really got more seniority older. He's just smarter. He said, I want to be the fucking driver. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, all this stuff about deception and what's what and how we become what and who, it's really wild. So stay tuned with them Tampa Bay Buccaneers because you don't know. I think A.B. is going to come back because mm-hmm. they just didn't want that fucking coach no more. They want him around. But they don't want him on the field because Tom Brady got his own way of doing things. And that coach, Bruce Arians, was Mm. in the way. 
and Tom Brady got rid of his ass because Tom Brady got power. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. Okay. Any comment? <clears throat> I hope A.B. comes back because you're right. He is a player. He, he might come back because Tom Brady was pissed at Harry, Harry, Bruce Arians pissed him off. And he took off his shirt. I thought he was going to take off his damn pants. That yeah, I wasn't started, sure what he was He started fucking with that drawstring on the pants. I was like, this nigga's not going to pull his Johnson out. <laughs> I said, if he pulls his Johnson out, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I saw a woman that Tom Brady wanted to become coach. Is that true? Mm, oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, but he had to be with the right team. He wouldn't be. It wouldn't be no so that he would. Tom Brady wants to win, and he knows what it takes to win. So he wouldn't be with no damn. Jacksonville Jaguars trying to build a team up from nothing. He don't play that shit. No, it was with Tampa Bay. And then well, he ain't gonna do it now because that, sure. Then I heard after that that the black guy had got the coaching job. So I don't know. It might have been just rumor. Yeah. You know, he's a quarterback. He's gonna be the quarterback. But uh, yeah, they gave that black guy mm. a five-year contract. Thank God. Mm, At least he's good. locked in, and he's a better coach anyway. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, he got a nice little pay. But it's going to be interesting because Russell Wilson's now with the Denver Broncos and a lot of of stuff going on. Anyway. All right. That's all I got to say. All right. All right. Okay. It's time time to go to Hollywood. Uh Uh-oh. I've been waiting. Yeah, I know you have. Y'all fights about that. That story's a hot story. All right. Y'all want to get into it? It's up to you guys. Yeah, I'm ready. Bingo, bango. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Well, uh, come on, Pop. Give me some intro. Mm -hmm. Let me wet my whistle. Oh, boy. Hollywood. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, Hollywood. All right. Let's get it. Fired up. All right. Well, the biggest story, of course, the famous slap by Will Smith uh, to Chris Rock. Um, he kind of broke his silence somewhat. He had a um, uh, concert uh, or whatever, a comedy gig in Boston a couple of days afterwards, and I'm telling you, he was sold out. Folks just wanted to hear what he had to say. He wasn't talking too much, you know. Uh, they say he broke his silence, but he didn't say much. He just said how you guys' weekend was. He said, hey, I'm still trying to recuperate from what happened. <laughs> you know, Will Smith smacking it. But um, the latest is Will Smith resigns from the Academy um, because of the Oscar slap fallout. Five days after sending a shockwave to Hollywood by striking presenter Chris Rock on live television, Oscar winner uh, Will Smith has resigned from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Science. The resignation letter obtained by the Times on Friday apologizing not only to Rock, but to other Academy uh, Award nominees and winners. Uh, the list of those I have hurt, uh, this is quote, the list of those I have hurt is long and includes Chris, his family, and many of my dear friends and loved ones, um, all those in attendance and, and global audience at home. He goes on to say, I betrayed the trust of the Academy. I deprived other nominees and winners of their opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for their extraordinary work. I am heartbroken. So, 
What's your guy's opinion? What, what, what do y'all think? Y'all think he's sincere or, you know, he's I, 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 I guess it's sincere. I'm not going to say I think it is. I guess it's sincere, but I do think that this was what he had to do to try mm-hmm. to salvage, you know, his brand and his career. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, he had to do something. Mm-hmm. I, I feel Tell like me. at this point, you know, the the way that this whole thing has gone down, you know, it obviously it shouldn't have happened from the first, but I just wish he had thought it over before he decided to walk up on that stage. Mm-hmm. I think... I think to me this was like the, the straw to vote the camel's back. I think um, that she had been ridiculed. Uh, Jade had been, you know, talked about and ridiculed in the past, and this was just the final straw for him. And because, you know, what he said about, in his acceptance speech, he said, you know, he had to be a protector, so to speak, and he felt as if he needed to protect his family. But maybe that wasn't the right way or right thing to do, you know. Because um, you're assaulting somebody So, uh, you know, you have to look at things in the future You know, he has a production company He has, like you said, a brand to protect People may not right. want to work with him any longer Because of that fact So, um, mm-hmm. you have jeopardized a, a lot, you know So, um, <laughs> I don't want to say I'm on the fence But I just think he was wrong First Chris Rock to me, he was the aggressor because he, 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 the joke, it was just out of context. He should have never said it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So. But you I too, also you feel like, mm-hmm. but I also feel like, is, is that really, you know, the way to handle a situation? If somebody mm-hmm. said something you didn't like. You know, you can't just feel like I'm going to go put my hands on somebody. But then, to my point, you can't, to me as a comedian, just because you're a comedian doesn't mean that it's that it's um, okay to do it. Some things should be off limits. That's how I feel, you know. Um, and then some people are like, well, don't sit in the front row. You don't want to be ridiculed or talked about. I mean, I I pay good money to sit in the front row, and I want to see everything. Maybe I can't see that well, so I want to sit in the front row. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it, I don't know. It's a sticky situation. It, it really is. So, but I feel as if the academy they 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 feel as if they need to take some, uh, you know, disciplinary action. Um, because if not, you know, anybody can come do that, and you don't do anything. So they have to do something. Oh. Yeah, that's my take on it. I mean, Papa, you too quiet over there. What's going on? What's your opinion? Well, let me tell you, my take on it is, uh, well, the one thing I would say to Will is that um, I know we got a lot going on, but um, when he went up there and did that, where do you think that this was going to lead? You know what I mean? You're at the Oscars and you're going to go over there and smack somebody. Did you think that... Now, what if Chris Rock would have jumped on your back as you was walking back and y'all started tumbling across the floor? I mean, that could have went a lot of different ways. But mm-hmm. but also, one thing I want to say 
to Chris Rock is the fact that this here. First of all, whenever you go somewhere and you go out with somebody as a couple, okay, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case may be, whenever you're out with someone and there's two people together, you're rolling with a different attitude because you have somebody with you, okay? So you're not you're not in the in the player zone, you know what I mean? You're in the respectful. Let me be cool because I got my significant other here. No matter what it may be, whatever your preference is, you got your significant other there. Whether it been whether whether it been um, Ellen with Portia or whoever, you know. And when Ellen's with Portia, she's not the regular Ellen out by herself. But the problem with Chris Rock is that he's always by himself. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, you always being single man in character, always got a hot joke. But Will and Jada was dressed up for the night as a couple. And when you are going at a couple with anybody, you you have a protective mode towards your significant other when you're out with because y'all want to go out and get home safe. That's the ideal of going out that front door. Because when you come back in the front door, y'all both want to come back in alive and safe. So you protecting her and she protecting you. Whether you're driving or you woke, you need to eat, want me to drive, yada, yada, yada. To pick up something before we go in, yada, yada, yada. You know the shit you say when you're with somebody. So you got a different mindset. But Chris Rock think that as a single man, and he's always single, never with nobody, you can always come up and say some fancy shit and think it's going to fly over because that's your character, that's your money, that's your life. But at the while, the man who's there trying to protect his wife, who's sitting there looking good, looking stylish, looking pretty, and you're going to just throw pop shots at her. You don't even know where that man was. And, and Will Smith got his oldest son. He's got his other son, got the daughter. You know, he got three motherfucking kids that are rich as hell, and all of them tripping right now, right? Mm-hmm. The daughter got her shit going on. The other young son got his shit going on. And the oldest son, he's still trying to get to know him from the other ma- the other, the other relationship. So you fucking when a man has got, like you said, kettle production companies and all kind of shit. And right now, I'm just trying to enjoy these Oscars. I'm anticipating winning, and I really don't want to be bothered right now. But you're going to come out there, Mr. Single Man, Chris Rock. Ain't never got no pussy on your arm. I don't know why. I don't know why, but ain't never no pussy on your arm. But you're going to fuck with my girl. Mm. And that's the mindset of a man who's protecting his wife at that moment and a single motherfucker trying to get a laugh. And that's my take on it. I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. You yeah, dropped that mic. Okay. Yes, he did. <laughs> that was a good one. I mean, that was, that was, I mean, hey, that was a good <laughs> Good analysis on that. I agree. Speak on, I'm speaking on all that. genders. I ain't speaking on male, female. I'm speaking on every, whatever you into, whoever you right. with that night, you're protecting your interests. And a mm. single motherfucker come out there that's always single. Please. Anyway, I'm going to leave. I repeat. Mm. I'm repeating myself. Shut up. Mm. Anyway, mm. I didn't mean to cut mm. you off. 
Yeah, I oh, think no. it was, you know, oh. it, it was messy. It was really messy. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Papa Didi, where did he think this was going to end? Yeah. You right. know, and, and my my viewpoint was when he made the decision to get up out of his chair, at that point, I felt like you're just not even thinking. No, he wasn't. Because now you're not thinking about your future. You're not thinking about your family. All you're thinking about at this point, and this is just my opinion, was your ego. And I felt like that was not a good thing to do. Yeah. I understand you want to protect your wife and all, but she was okay. Her ego got a little bruised from the joke, but it didn't require you sacrificing everything. Now he's resigned his membership from the uh, whatever the academy the is, academy, the motion yeah. picture or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. He had he's now uh, resigned that. You know, you got all these people coming out the woodwork now talking about. I remember an incident when I worked with him on such and such a movie, and he did have a volatile personality. You know, you got all of this bull crap going on. All of this crap would have never been. Yeah, but let me without sin, Captain. If this didn't come up. I'm just saying, when stuff like this happens, that's when everybody got a story. All of these so called stories were never even being discussed. But now mm-hmm. these, you know, media folk are running around asking everybody, oh, you work with him on a different project. What was he like? Yeah. Did he say this? Did he do that? What was his attitude like? Was he, you know, this and this? So now they're going around prodding for background, back bull crap, basically. And it's like it just gives an opportunity for people to throw stones. And it just wasn't even necessary. Yeah, but you know what, though? And the last thing I'm going to say, let's go back to the law, like I was saying earlier with the law. Mm-hmm. First of all, the police was there and asked him, did you want to press charges? And Chris Rock said no, because you mm-hmm. know what? And and we don't know what not Chris Rock was drinking or what the fuck Will Smith was drinking. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ain't got no booze at that motherfucker. Oh, they be getting toasted. I don't think that. that now, now, I know at the, at the Golden Globe, the booze is on the fucking table. Yeah. But... At the Oscars, it could be under the table, but who knows. But um, I just think, and, and I live for this, and I mean it sincerely, I just feel like let he without sin catch the first stone because I've seen ladies after clubs key niggas' cars, okay, bust people's windshields, bust the, the headlights out of a guy's car because she was in a club with him. He was talking to a woman, so she comes out, and the girlfriend's like, chick girl, key that motherfucker's car, and she breaks out that key and Okay. Ooh, 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 now, would you would you spoil it? Should you have done that, young lady? No. Okay. And the guy called I, next I day and he said, "Damn!" And or she breaks out a, a tire iron out of the back and busts out his front headlights. No. Nope. Or busts his windshield. And this is something that just like See, Wilson. People go to jail for that stuff. But you did this literally in the parking lot at two o'clock in the morning. Now he's riding home with a busted windshield. And now everybody comes to his senses in the morning, but the fucking windshield still busted. So let he without sin cast the first stone. Okay. That's all I got to say. Anyway. All right. We're going to set that one down. Let's shut it down. Yeah. Okay. We're going to shut it down. That's that's my Hollywood wrap up. That's that's it. That's that's more than enough. <laughs> but you know what, Kettle? Ask your right Kettle, now. you know what? All I right, hope, that was good. I hope that the Grammy Sunday uh, kind of uh-huh. covers all this. I hope the Grammys mm-hmm. really puts another yeah. thing. In Hollywood, buries this. You know, maybe Alicia Keys get into a fight with. Uh, oh Lord. With the right. Lipa It's time or for the kissing list, Papa D. 
<laughs> can you can you explain what the kiss it list is? Please? It's where people show their butt and uh, we 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 speak on them. Okay. And, uh, is Will on the kiss it list? That's what I want. Nah, the Chris ain't on there too. Well, I say both of them. Put them both on there, shit. Because Chris shouldn't have said it and Will shouldn't have hit him. Oh, he definitely shouldn't. Have well, him. not there right anyway. Then. There you go. Hit his ass in the parking lot, <laughs> shit. Yeah. He should have called yeah. him at the after party. Yeah. yeah. Grabbed him up and yeah. said, look. <laughs> they would have footage of that because, you know, somebody in there with a damn camera. Of course. But see, it would have been anyway. different circumstances because it wasn't there at the Academy at the actual award. So it would have been yeah, a different choice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is what it is. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the great people show. And they, they barely let us participate, and then we get up uh, in there and act. We was running it that night. Yeah, we yeah, were running it. Yeah. We finally get a chance yeah. to say, yeah. look, let me do it, and we'll show you how it should be done, and then this happens. You know, yep. I'm sure Will Packer yep. must have been thinking, N-word, please. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to yeah. be kidding. Why? Why? All right, yep. so we got both of them on the kiss it list. Um, I'm putting Tucker Carlson. That nut from Fox, mm-hmm. you know, he's usually always doing something dumb. But this week, mm-hmm. he was mentioning how, in his opinion, he thinks that song WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, he said that WAP has triggered the downfall of the American society. I'm like, Tucker Carlson, are you for real? The American society been running downhill for a long, long time, and it wasn't because of WAP. <laughs> I, I don't know that song myself, but how the hell did he know that? That's what I'm getting ready to say next. I'm like, you talking all it, and then he played a little segment of it on his show. I'm like, you don't want obsessing over what? I've never heard it before. I mean, I may have heard it, but I don't know it. I don't know it, but I know of it. I don't know it. But he's talking about how it's, you know, the downfall of American society and how your kids are listening to this kind of stuff, and then he's going to play some of it on his show. I'm like, dude, you're the one feeling WAP. You wish you could get some WAP. That's what your problem is. Yeah, put them on the kids list. So, Tucker Carlson, you on the top I of the kids list. I think a lot list. of these white folks don't know what the hell their kids are yeah, doing. Yeah, they all want some WAP. They don't know what their kids are doing, I'll be honest. Anyway, I got Sarah Palin, ex-Alaskan uh, governor. Oh, yeah. Crazy girl is running for Congress again in Alaska. I'm like, girl, please, just stay, stay wherever you are doing whatever it is you're doing. You do not need to be back in politics. Let that go. Let that go. Well, I couldn't believe that. <clears throat> I couldn't believe that that guy had her as a running mate. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. When she was the vice presidential running mate yeah. for um, what's his name? Who's now deceased? Yeah, the daughter was on a. Anyway, also I got. That woman, one of the uh, interviewers, I guess, the red carpet kind of interviewers on Entertainment Tonight, this woman, I had to track down her name. Her name is Lauren Zima, Z-I-M-A. This is the woman who who, uh, interviewed Tiffany Haddish on the red carpet after the, I believe it was after or before the Oscars, but it was during the Oscar red carpet. She interviewed Tiffany Haddish. And she said, oh, I see you've uh, done a, a costume change. And Tiffany Haddish just looked at her and said, okay, well, first of all, this is not a costume. This is a designer gown. It's actually Dolce & Gabbana. 
And then this stupid woman was like, oh, oh, yes, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to say costume. And then Tiffany started, you know, going in on her, talking about, you see, because I actually have money, so I buy nice things, and this is a designer yeah. gown, and I'm wearing a designer gown. I mean, Tiffany just kind of roasted her really nicely. But the fact that this heifer said a costume, I was like, are you serious? She's young and stupid, and she can't believe it. And she had on a nice, really green. nice green evening gown. Why did costume even come out of her mouth? I'm like, see, you this low-key racial slur, slide it in, see if I get away with it, bullcrap. Anyway, moving on. Also, we got Governor Ron DeSantis for all of the stupid stuff that he's trying to do in Florida. I'm not even going to list it. Uh, the dog owners who bought, who turned the dog back into the shelter because the dog was humping and uh, he, they thought the dog was gay. Whoever those dog owners are, you're on the kissing list. Anyway, uh, who else do we have? Trump, he's on the kissing list. He's still running around having rallies and uh, talking about he doesn't know what a burner phone is and never heard that term before. I'm like, really? How are you going to say you never even heard of a burner phone and you don't know what that is? I'm like, Trump, come on, man. He's the most they the they they clocked like seven hours that he has no record of any calls on the day of the insurrection, and he can't explain it. So the question was, were you using a burner phone? And he's like, what? A what? I don't even know what that is. I'm like, please, come I on, dude. I bet if you go back on some footage, you'll hear him talking about a burner. Phone. Oh yeah, and then there's some senators who said that they spoke with him. So I'm like, well, unless y'all were using megaphone, he was on somebody's phone. So, okay, Kettle, uh, anybody else? No, nope, you guys covered everybody. Unless you're going to put Brady on the list and Roger Cadell, the usual. Yep, put them on there. Um, and we're, oh, yeah, we, we're said, we said Orange 45, that's a.k.a. Yeah, Trump. Where's Kraft? He's been hiding. <laughs> you know, that's a good question. I don't know where Kraft uh-huh. is. After uh-huh. that sex scandal, he's been laying real low. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah, where are you, Mr. Kraft? Now, you got the brother who's up for all that sex stuff in the massage parlor, but Kraft did it first. Uh-huh. So I wonder what Kraft got to say about Deshaun. Well, let's Why? put Kraft on the kissing list for just being an undercover Bama. Okay, yeah, Papa Didi said let's call him up. All right, we'll call Trump after, we, I mean, call Kraft after we get off the show. All right, well, we have a special award for everybody on this week's Kiss It List, and here he is. Kiss my entire Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Ooh. Oh. Well, you can't kiss my country ass. I said if you got a problem, then it's bad. You can't kiss my natural bone. Redneck to the bone. 
All right, welcome back to the John Point. What's up with DJ? Skittles. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. All right, we're down to the last word. What's your last word, Papa Didi? My last word is uh, just uh, be aware of your surroundings. And like you said earlier, uh, Kettle, that, that rearview mirror when you're driving is a mess, man, because people coming up behind you, driving is a mess. Damn, just be cool. You know, we all going to get there. Get there safe, shit. Yeah. Driving is rough today. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, my last word is I just want to see people do better. You know, all of this racism going on, it seems like instead of it getting better, it's actually getting worse. And I, I guess I'm just surprised by that. I thought that people were more progressive now and more open and more, I don't know, more forward thinking. And it seems like this stuff should be getting better, but it seems like it's getting worse. So I'm just saying, you know, some need to get over it. We got to be able to live together and get along, like Rodney King said. Stop tripping off of what somebody's skin color is. That's my last word. All right, what's your last word, Kim? Oh, boy, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> so much going <laughs> on. Um, I just hope we can get beyond this uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. They just wanted to kiss and make up. Um, you know, I wish um, Will Smith had taken heed to what Denzel uh, Washington said, that uh, when you're at your highest point, that the devil truly will creep in, and he crept in that night. Because uh, Will Smith didn't give a shiggity about nobody, so. Um, but mm-hmm. just protecting his family, like you said before, so. Um, you can't fault a man for that, but um, there's a place and a time for everything, so. Um, he just chose the wrong time, wrong place, and uh, you know he would have done better getting him in the, in the in the dark alley somewhere. I mean, you know, we can talk about it, we can see it, but we can talk about it, but. It, it wouldn't be as bad as what's going on now, so um, it's going to take some repairing, and it's going to it's going to take a minute to repair it. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. So um, hey, hope the uh, look the academy will invite us back, but if not, I guess we have to make our own office. <laughs> I don't know. Might be yeah. some black office. So hey, this might be. I, a, I guess. Uh, I guess we'll see y'all at the Soul Train Awards. Yeah, or this might be a segue for uh, Black Oscars. Who knows? We'll see. Anything may happen out of this. So that's my last yeah. word. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for us uh, at the Pajama Party crew. We uh, want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. And uh, as always, you know, we just do what we do. Because that's just how we roll. Uh, say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And good night. Bonsoir. Adios. Arrivederci. Woo. See you next Ciao, time. Ciao, fella. Ciao. All that good stuff. Catch you next Friday on the Pajama Party Show, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Don't be late. Do the calculations if you're in another time zone. That's but right. we'll be here. And we're not late. 9.15 CP time. Because we don't play that. No, not yeah, CP time, but Eastern time. We go. All right.
That does it for us. We're out. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.